Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Real people, real money. We have a real conversation coming up for you. I'm sitting across the CEO of Manulife Financial Advisors, Tan Hong Tao. Good morning. Good morning, Michelle. Well, thanks for joining me. I know we share a belief, a common belief in the importance of financial literacy, and that's why you're here with me this morning. So I want to start with a question on the career route, because many people listening in may be making their way in the world of finance and curious as to how you made that jump from, was it the Economic Development Board right. to the financial world? Yeah, yeah. Thanks. And uh, first of all, thanks for having me. Oh, pleasure. And hello to everyone on, online. Um, so uh, I actually started, I had a degree in mathematics. Mm. And after that, I got an uh, opportunity to join uh, the Singapore Economic Development Board, EDB, uh, in this department called Research and Statistics Unit. Close to my heart because it's using my mathematics and statistical skills. But after that, well, while I was there for about one and a half years, I thought it's, it's, it's good to have a professional qualification. And that's why after researching, actually I decided to do actual science. And that is the turning point for me when I start to embark in the uh, finance and insurance industry for me. Were you at a crossroads when you chose actuarial science? Uh, yes, actually. So uh, I was uh, choosing between uh, accounting and actuarial. So I did a bit of a uh, background check and things like that. Yeah. So obviously, I, I asked some people and they told me that accounting is a bit more boring. Mm. <laughs> so, so, and then actuarial is actually challenging. What does actuarial sciences involve? I mean, just for someone who's thinking, I want to be a CEO someday. How did, <laughs> how did Hong Tao do it? So actuarial science is a professional qualification. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can qualify either through the Australian, the UK or the US um, international bodies. So it's a series of exams and usually do self-study. The topic they cover is actually quite wide. It's from uh, how you do risk management, how you calculate insurance premium, how you um, run an insurance company, P&L, how you understand the different terminologies within the insurance industry. So you do learn a lot of all these uh, terminologies, calculation within the course itself. Really intense. It sounds to me by then you already had an interest in the insurance industry. What was it about that that attracted you? Maybe it started off with my aunt who was an um, insurance agent back then. Mm. Um, so how we started is because uh, my mom said, hey, let's support aunt, auntie, this aunt. And um, started to see some of the uh, details of the um, documents that we were given. So, so it was interesting because, uh, again, it's a lot of numbers inside. I didn't understand what were those initially. So, so it's just fascinating. And then as I get more in tune with it, I find that, hey, there's, there's a lot of things to understand. Mm. Yeah. And here you are, CEO of Manulife Financial <laughs> Advisors. Can you share with us a little of what you do as CEO now? Oh, Okay, so um, Manulife Financial Advisors is actually a subsidiary of Manulife Singapore. Manulife Singapore is the manufacturer of insurance products. Okay. So for Manulife Financial Advisors, we are a group of financial advisors. Currently, we have about 1,400 to 1,500 financial advisors. Wow. So our people actually um, sell a, a range of products. Mm-hmm. We label it insurance and investment products. So the in, in the insurance space, we actually carry eight insurance products. So we carry Manulife, Singlife, Income, and another five companies. 
So when a customer engages us, they do have a choice of the different products from the different companies. Besides insurance, we also cover the investment space. Mm-hmm. So probably some names that are familiar with you, iFast, Tiger Brokers. So these are some of the investment platforms that our advice, our financial consultants can uh, advise uh, our clients as well in terms of their wealth management space. So your clients I can get in touch with also on Tiger Brokers? Yes, that's right. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. You still haven't told me what you do as CEO of Money Life. <laughs> <laughs> on a <the> daily basis. <laughs> uh, so uh, for me, is um, I oversee all the uh, different aspects of um, the operations of uh, financial many life financial advisors uh, it ranges from how to make our financial consultants more professional how to make sure we have the right corporate governance Singapore in Singapore monetary authority of Singapore actually have a high standard of governance and professionalism mm. expected of our financial consultants mm-hmm. so we have to provide them with training recruit the right people in make sure when they do we call this a uh, financial needs analysis when they do it for our customers they must have a very holistic way of uh, planning for our customers well thanks for sharing a slice of your day with us here <laughs> and letting us peek between behind the curtain so to speak at what a ceo uh, does in your field if there is one piece of financial advice that has made a difference in your life i'm curious what would that be actually the key message is from my mother you can say maybe she's a bit more traditional uh, and a bit old school, but the financial advice um, that she gave me, which I thought it was very, very apt for me, is uh, try to live within your means. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it sounds f- simple. It sounds philosophical. But I think it's very apt for me is because it's, it's depending on your life stage, how much you are earning, how much you want to spend. There's always a balance point. So living within your means means that you, you just need to know your situation. Don't compare with other people because everyone's situation is different. You don't go and compare with someone and say, oh, he can, he can go for holiday every day. Why can't I? But that's because we are at different stage of our lives. So, so what sticks to me very well often is uh, live within your means. And with that, I was able to um, manage my finances a bit better. I can know how much is my income, how much I should spend so that I just make sure I cater for my family to make sure that they have a good good future for them. Yeah. You know, we often hear of uh, income creep or th- th- there's a, a term that refers to the sense that the more you earn, the more you feel like you want to spend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you say to people out there about living within your means when they feel like, oh, I've just got a little bit more. Uh-huh. I want to spend more. Uh-huh. So my, my personal experience, I also... If I earn more, I do want to provide more for my family. Um, but maybe it's my actual background because we tend to um, think a lot. We, we tend to be a bit more holistic in our thinking. So I, I thought to myself that while I spend, I would like to enjoy holidays with my family and things like that. But what if one day, for some reason, I am unable to earn that income anymore? I, I, am I able to still sustain that kind of level of lifestyle? So I do moderate my lifestyle a bit. Uh, not to be too as, extravagant because um, if I ever hit with an uh, unfortunate incident, at least I'm more moderated in terms of my lifestyle. So, so if you ask me, my lifestyle, um, I'm quite simple. A simple example, I do own a car, but sometimes I do still take public transport to, to work. Yeah, so, so in this example, if I ever 
lose my job, lose my car, I, I at least still know how to take the public transport. <laughs> <laughs> That's an important life skill. <laughs> We're getting to know the CEO of Manulife Financial Advisors. His name is Tan Hong Tao. Um, so you... Are, you have a background in actuarial sciences. You head a company that is made up of financial advisors. Uh, we did a sur- We did a show on a survey recently that showed that the wealthy are more likely to attribute their best financial decisions mm. to a financial advisor. Mm. So, being as a person who knows so much in the industry, why have you chosen to advise? You know, choose an expert to help you with your money. Mm-hmm. So, so it first started off with the aunt that I met that started to. That's my first experience with a financial consultant. From there, actually, why? After that, that was the first uh, touch point that I have. After that, I started working. Actually, I have a very simple thought. So my thought was that. If I plan all the all my insurance protection needs myself, yep. if I ever pass away, who is going to help me make the claims? Because I just thinking it's very simple and logically, my family will probably be mourning my death. So they don't want to be involved with all these administrative paperwork, going to get the claims and things like that. So it started with that simple logic of if I pass on, who will help me do all the claims? That is for the death. And if I ever got a critical illness, let's say a cancer or a heart attack, mm. I don't want to be in my hospital bed, cracking my head, going online <laughs> myself to do, the, to, <laughs> to, 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 to do the claims with the insurance. And, and again, my family will be, will be... I want them to focus on maybe showering me with love, everything, rather than focusing on where to get the money, can we get the money and mm. things like that. So that's where I find that a financial consultant, they, they actually help, can help us in a sense they are slightly emotionally detached to the extent that they know they need to get the job done right. they will help to help you to get the claims but there are the personal touch that I know that when they come and see me they will show me their empathy shower me with, me with their love as well and also with the check <laughs> <laughs> Love and a check. I like that in one sentence. Yeah. We're getting to know a CEO of Manulife Financial Advisors, Tan Hong Tao. Real people, real money today on Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. So a lot of people think you have to have a substantial amount of money before you can engage a finance financial advisor. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone listening and thinking that I'm not a CEO, I don't have a substantial chunk of money. Do I need a financial advisor? Yeah, to me it's because um, financial planning and financial management is is um, different for everyone. I believe we work hard because we want to earn money. And once we earn the money, how do we make the money work harder itself yes. to get us more money in future? Uh, for me, uh, no matter which life stage you are in, I think it's important to engage a financial consultant to, to assist you. Uh, that is because in our current line, when you engage a financial consultant, they will give you advice. They can give you advice. Of course, when you buy a product from them, that's where they will earn their remuneration. So I thought it's a good, it's a good exercise to, to talk to a financial consultant so that at least you, they can give you some advice. Uh, but in this process, I recommend that you be a bit more transparent with uh, what your current situation with. For example, how much you're earning, how much you're you are spending. Mm-hmm. It's not because they want to be a busybody to know what is your all your details, but I think it's important for them to help you identify what are the gaps so that they can provide you with the right solutions to help you 
no matter what kind of financial uh, situation you're in at the moment. Are financial advisors worth the cost? You put it in a way, you don't have to pay the cost because it's directly, they don't, you don't have to pay them a fee for any advice. How they actually um, being paid is actually from the remuneration that the company to pay them. Mm. Of course, it's part of the premium that we, we charge the um, the customers here. But mm. I think it's transparent to the customer in that sense. You know, sometimes we talk about whether or not there's conflict of interest with fee-only advisories and advisories that take a commission of the products that they sell you. Mm. So what should our listeners know about a situation where they know that the advisor is getting a cut of the policy that they sell, for example. Mm. How do they pick one that, that, that works for their needs? Mm. So, so you, know, you know, technology is very advanced at the moment. I'm sure everyone does go online to search for themselves. Even if you are going holiday, you buy an air ticket. So even for financial solutions, my suggestion is probably do a bit of background, study yourself, mm. uh, to just to understand a bit. And see how that relates to your financial situation so that when you approach a financial consultant or when a financial consultant approach you, at least you are aware of your situation and you can suss out whether the financial consultant is giving your advice based on what you need or based on what they want to sell you. So just just be a bit cognizant about uh, this subtle difference. Great advice. Mm. Always do your own homework yes. to some extent. Um, let's switch gears a little bit. We know that a lot of young people are going online and they're turning to robo-advisors, for example. Mm-hmm. What are some of the trends that the insurance industry has had to grapple with in recent years? We definitely know that technology plays a part in our life right now. Um, so for our industry, it's the same thing. So what we actually like to do is to complement and augment our human financial advice with the technology. Mm. Uh, we are still, uh, for, for me, I'm still a firm believer that the, the financial planning is, is more than just uh, numbers. There's actually a human touch to it because we are dealing with life-changing milestones like death critical illness, cancer, all this. So actually, I still find that the financial consultants do play a very critical role, Mm. not just at the start of of, of the purchase of an insurance, but also throughout the lifetime of the insurance, how we should do regular review, make sure you're still up to date, because our finances do change every year. Economy also changes every year. Mm -hmm. So I think a a regular check-in, a regular review is actually very important. You can do it yourself to a certain extent, but I think sometimes, for for my own experience, and because like I mentioned, I do have a financial consultant myself, I do find that they do give me a different perspective that, that otherwise I wouldn't have known because the finance universe is actually very huge. Mm. When it comes to insurance and wealth management, there's a, actually a lot of areas. So for me, I must admit, I also don't know all the areas. That's why I think engaging financial consultants do still give you a different perspective. Different perspective. You know, we, we looked at research from St. James Place Asia and they said financial advisors are considered the second most likely partners in honest discussions about wealth after family. I think that's staggering. Oh, I should take note of that. I mean, yeah. I'm not aware of that. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> people are so open with their finances. A lot of people in Singapore with their financial advisors. All right, let's bring it back to the topic. I guess, what can our listeners expect from a financial consultant? 
by way of, you know, you mentioned it's good to know that you can have someone who will take care of the claims for you while you might be in a hospital bed or help you with that claims process at least. Mm. What, what else can a listener expect from a good financial consultant? So in, in Manual Life uh, Financial Advisors, we do um, promote um, complete um, financial planning with with their clients. So what does that mean is that when the first uh, meetup is a sit-down of going through all your financial situation at the moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for example, um, what are the assets you have? What's your salary? What are your expenses? Actually, this is very important to get a, a health check of where are your finances at the moment. So this will help them to provide you solutions as well as recommendation of how you can move some of your finances, how to deal with some of your management. Mm. After that, um, of course, uh, as I uh, hopefully there's an annual review because things change. You may have um, different milestones, life-changing. Maybe the younger one, they will get married. They will have children. Uh, so, so there are life stages that there are changes. Yeah. So having a financial consultant to constantly help you review this will help you to make sure that you stay on top of your finance health check, uh, in check and make sure that you're moving forward. As you mentioned earlier, of course, when it comes to unfortunate event, like that, if there's a claim, yeah, they will definitely be there to help you as well. Hmm. And before I let you go, we talked a little bit about financial um, advice or financial advice that's made a difference in your life. And you talked about the importance of saving or spending within your means. Mm-hmm. Now I want to ask you a step further from that. How can people best grow their wealth? What is one piece of advice that you think is key to being able to grow your financial wealth? Okay, a, 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 few, a, a few things that come to my mind. And again, it's, it's my personal experience. So one is um, never put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> that, 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 that's, I think uh, for, for our listeners listening, it, it means that you just need to look at different ways of uh, investing your money, managing your money, a diversified way of managing money. So an example is don't just put everything in crypto for example. Yeah. So maybe consider a, a, a mixture of having uh, buying some bonds, buying some equities, buying some shares, uh, insurance do come in to provide certain uh, certain certainty in terms of the returns as well. So so do get a wide range of investment. That that's the key. Uh, the other one is of course do continue to read up. Uh, there are a lot of uh, literatures materials in the internet. Uh, our our universe is really big. Things are always evolving. So keep up to date with some of the of the latest news in the, in the finance world will definitely help you a long way to go in terms of when you want to manage your own finances. Like listening to Money FM? You yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> it's been great getting to know you, yeah. Hong Tao. Tan Hong Tao is CEO of Manulife Financial Advisors. I hope you come back sometime. Thank you for having me, Michelle. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.